talking about podcasts. We're talking about Shalomay's and Day of Podcasts. Podcast. I noticed you called it, you called him Chalamet. You forgot yeah. the N at the end, Jordan. I did forget the N at the end of his mm. name. Didn't huh. I? Yeah, Jordan said it wrong. There's nothing like watching the media junket for Dune Part 2, in which they've really just collected all of the most beautiful, talented, young actors in Hollywood. And they're just going around the world pitching this lovely film. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. Uh, it's the inaugural uh, venture of the two chunks. I'm sorry, I'm... I must be oh, you have absolutely to crazy because because I well I'm just saying I know after seven and a half years of doing this podcast that we didn't just like launch into it without any of us saying our names and totally do a brand new flow. Yeah, he just kind of started to run away with it. So I he was just, just was like, "This is my podcast, and I'll play with it now." I, I thought I could get away with it, but I guess I'll have to. Keep no, meddling I'm a meddling kid, dude. Meddling I'm a meddling kid. I'll never let you do something like that. That's fine, Jordan. I'm Jordan. That one's Jordan. Now I was going to say something weird. No, it just sucks that we've gone so much podcast now and nobody's taken a second to inspire the listeners and help them remind <laughs> you could like remind them what without the premium, what life is be done. worth living for. Listen. The finest gift you can give to any fisherman is to put a good fish back. And who knows if the fish that you caught isn't someone else's gift to you. Stop talking about fish. I think that's beautiful. Nobody cares about fish. Yeah, but maybe you know right now to say that nobody. Yeah, but, but nobody maybe that cares about fish. But maybe you know if you cast your line in the water, you leave it there, you pull something out. What might you find? A reason to keep on living. Oh my god! You I might mean, even find some inspiration in the might, water. You might even find some inspiration. I'm Carter. I'm googling. That's how long the it one takes who tried to take over things. <laughs> that was me. And uh, may the knife chip and shatter. You know. Huh, a knife, yeah. chip, and shatter. Thank you for being concise. I can't. I mean, I don't feel better after hearing that. I don't feel inspired. I don't feel like I, there's <laughs> and, a new well of energy just to inside clarify, me. Just to clarify, and you do after the thing about fish. Maybe the fish you catch <laughs> is somebody else's gift to you. That's beautiful. It isn't. Like the gift of the. You water. can say that about literally anything you find anywhere. Huh. It's almost like that's the reason I shared that quote. It's mm. almost like there's a little sunshine if you just look past I the I love clouds. when I can hear the bridge get finished building in your brain where you're like, that's the thing. I'm Okay, I got it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the final that's bridge the slides one. into place. <laughs> <laughs> just had the ribbon cutting ceremony for that idea right now. Yes. And welcome to my plan. <laughs> just, the rest of it has been stalling. And then finally, thank you. Thank you so much. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Please hold your applause. Anyways, now, yeah, do, do talk, part Carter? two. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Carter, one. you can do it now. It's kind of lost some of its. You know, it seemed to me, Doze, that the goal was to inspire, and I've lost some of that. But that's on me for just jumping in without allowing us to do our normal thing. After I can't. I mean, 12, I can send you this link to this link to a Southern Living article that says eighty-five fishing quotes that'll make you want to cast a rod. Oh, first of all, you. Okay. Second of all, using that 
<laughs> from now on. 85. <laughs> Southern Living, yeah. Always the most inspirational. Yeah, there's a lot. I've only done like four of them, so we got 81 more weeks of Thank this. Thank goodness, because every one is good and not bad. <laughs> our inaugural… <laughs> our inaugural Two Chunks movie club. Now, granted, we've done Barbenheimer. Hyber? I'm a little bit sick. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. That mountain… Dude, I'm a little bit sick. mountain cedar. Or whatever it is. <laughs> We've had people come see movies with us, but it was not yet under the name The Two Chunks Movie Club, which is a new mm. thing for this year. And I'll tell you a little bit what happens in that Two Chunks Movie Club. We announced it in an uh, episode prior, but our inaugural outing will be to see Dune Part 2. Interesting thing about this is uh, the time that we will see it with The Two Chunks Movie Club is after the time that I'll see it with a group of people that we got tickets several weeks ago. This means that for six hours of my day, I will be soaking in the sand and mm. the Sand, notoriously difficult to soak. But I'm going to try. I think if I give yeah. long enough, I'll do that. But super excited for that. Uh, before we play a game with Dune Part 2, which, by the way, how do we feel about Anya Taylor-Joy just kind of showing up at one of these sneaky. carpet events? Sneaky. Pretty sneaky. Pretty sneaky, sneaky to be in this sneaky. movie and not She's tell us about there. it until this now. This is like, it really is. I feel like there was some crystal ball or there was something of like, we were handing out awards, talking about like, we might have even done a Mount Rushmore of young actors and actresses that we're the most excited for. Yeah. Someday. And I'm pretty sure Timmy was there. I'm sure Pew was there. Maybe Zendaya. But like to have all yeah. of these people together, it's just, it can't yeah. be bad. Uh, early reviews this are is in, gonna, and it's it's great. People love it. I feel it. like Dune is going to be like the freaks and geeks of movie where like 20 years from now, you're like, oh, they were all in that yeah. at the all same, the same time. Movie. Yep. And Christopher Walken. All these kids. And Christopher Walken. <laughs> also in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. So it's yep. just like that. Christopher, uh, have Walken. you ever seen the same movie two times in a day? Yes. At the movie theater? Yeah. What was it before um, this? Um It was a it was a Marvel movie. I can't remember which one it was. But it was definitely mm. a situation like this. And it was like, man, yeah. I want to see it with all of these people, so I will. Too bad. Like, unfortunately, they can't all be at the same theater. So I'm just gonna do this. And right. I think it was different theaters. So it was like, go see it, bounce, drive to the next one, see it again. Hmm. It was early Marvel. <clears throat> I think it was a good. It might have been Civil War. I think I saw Civil War twice. Oh wow, oh, nice. That's a good one to see two times. Yeah, for sure. In two thousand and seven, I saw Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer two times in the same day, which was tough. It wasn't good the first time, and the second time was for a friend's birthday party. And I got to the <laughs> birthday party, and everybody's like, "Dude, can't wait to see Fantastic Four two. We're gonna love it. It's gonna be awesome." And I didn't have the heart to tell anybody how much of a big stinker that movie was. Yeah. How do you feel about the, that the casting? No. Answer yeah, both questions why. simultaneously. How do you feel about the casting? It's official now. Oh, Fantastic for, our, our for Silver for, Surfer? For, uh-huh. for, no, no, no. no for, man, for Marvel, Fantastic Four. Oh. Uh, good. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. Big yeah, I up. like it all. I think it's good. Uh, Pedro feels a little, a little transparently trying to get another RDJ. A l- Pedro, like… Feels a little bit like, oh, we lost our cool 50-year-old. We need a cool 50-year-old now. I, yeah. I just do not see him as Reed. But I don't know. We'll see. 
I think he can do it. But yeah, he's What's the he's age one gap if, between him and Vanessa Kirby. Uh it's probably 16 years. No, there's no way. I bet it's 10 years. See, I would have Vanessa Kirby is 35. Mm. Uh well, Pedro's not 50, is he? Pedro Pascal is 48. 13 years. That's a that's bigger than I would like between the two. Sue and Reed. But yeah. Also, I'm not looking at these two gorgeous adults and being like, ew. No. They can't kiss. <laughs> they can't be married. Yeah. They can't do that. Joey Quinn, no. all up in here. Amazing. I'm excited to see Joseph Quinn in something again. And um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name right now. I always refer to him as Cousin from the Bear. <laughs> what is his name? Eben Moss Eben Moss Bachrach. Um, yep. The dude is like, if you've watched season two, especially of The Bear, I don't Ooh. see how you could ever think he can't do anything. The dude is like, dude, he is extremely good casting for so Ben Grimm. Good. The thing I I'm find very him excited about that unbelievably rootable as an actor. Like, yeah, I just feel like anything, anytime I see his face, I'm just like, you can do it, pal. Which you is got perfect, it. Got right? it. You got it. Just believe in yourself. Yeah. So I think not that we'll see his face, I guess, very much, but. Dude, what if, thing. what if they do the Marvel helmet thing, but for his actual face inside of Ben Grimm's head? <laughs> just rocks all around. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the most current MCU thing ever to still find a way to show the thing's actual actor? Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm literally rocks right now. <laughs> um, the rocks are right behind me, aren't they? Wittery. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm guys. a widowy walks right now. Widowy walks. <laughs> Oh my God! We do we walks. <laughs> the human torch is where's my fantastic four to the battle right now. Way to go, four! Or I guess I should say three. I'm talking to myself. Um, <laughs> looks like we're not the fantastic four anymore. Ooh! If it wasn't cautiously optimistic, four, I think yeah, it being same. a period piece set in the '60s is a hundred percent. Like this needs to feel like. The Jetsons yep. in terms of just like yep. a vibe. Retro I think that futurism is out the wazoo. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is absolutely the way to go for this. Uh, also, yeah. Herbie's in the poster. They're a little robot, which he's like fully leaning loaded? into that. Like, yeah, dude. And Lindsay Lohan's there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but it's just leaning into the like cheesy retro future vibe, I think is. Yeah. Absolutely essential to differentiate this from other Fantastic Force we've seen. If there's not a scene yeah. where that robot comes out to that song from Rocky Four with the robot butler, then I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> By that point, Disney might own Rocky. So who knows? Do you remember when Disney movies, like Disney's name being attached, used to mean quality? Anyway, um, moving <clears throat> on. Dang. Dang, yeah. indeed. I also saw a movie more than once in theaters in the same day. Nobody asked me, but I guess I'll answer it anyway. I was gonna. I was gonna. What are you? Sure, seems like it's been a while now, but yeah, you do whatever. Mighty Ducks two. No, (laughs) (laughs) it was Inception. I actually saw Inception three times in the same weekend, twice in the same day. Whoa! When that movie came out, did you figure it out? Shattered my brain, dude. Uh, Like, (laughs) I, I think I was sixteen, and I was just not ready for that it, yeah. it just broke me i watched that movie and i was like oh dude 
Movies can what? mean stuff. What happened? <laughs> but his, did his top fall over? That my time, my first time watching Inception, I felt the thing everybody always talks about with Christopher Nolan movies where they're like, I'm a genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's real good at tricking you that way. Really I, uh, Inception was one of those like three or four movies that felt like it took such a leap in terms of like special effects. I like, I felt that mm, way yeah. about The Matrix. To be honest, I felt that way about when Transformers came out. <laughs> Dude, the, the, first Dude, the first Transformers is crazy. For the yeah, first Transformers, like, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is this? And then, because you would also see all the articles about like how, how long it took to… Like one Optimus Prime transformation took four years to animate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Inception too. Just the world bending like that. That's why like now in like Multiverse of Madness, when the world's folding in on itself and stuff, you're like, I mean, yeah, we've seen it done. Yeah. That's not that impressive. That's yeah. not that impressive. Um, Two Chunks Movie Club. So here's what we do. Uh, as we end… Well, we're not ending March. We're going to give you an entire month to vote for our I next start movie of March. to all go see together. Have you even started March? We're done with February. So February's choice for our March watch wasn't really a choice at all because of Dune Part 2. Duh. Right? There'll be those times when, hey, it's like the biggest movie release out there. We're just going to go see it. Sorry about you. But now we're going to give you an entire month to vote on when to go see this movie. Also, that means you have an entire month if you're not yet a part of the Patreon and you want to find out where everybody's going to come hang out with this crew, you got time to jump in there, get your vote, maybe get an extra vote, and then come watch a movie with us. But I have five for us. Five movies. So we'll announce for the Two Chunks Movie Club the five nominees for the movie that you can vote on for all of us to go see together in April. We ready? Yes. First, releasing April 5th, Dev Patel. This that's my 30th huh? birthday. That's your 30th birthday. Uh, That's when I become a 30 boy. Finally, the whole dynamic of this podcast will change. Once y'all join me. Yeah. So we're talking different. about Roth and all of his Is IRAs that we can have. Yeah. Talk about the IRAs. Talk about the… Dev Patel stars in a direct… Stars in and directs an action movie, Monkey Man. Now, I've seen this trailer… What is the IP yeah. of Monkey Man? Is this an original vibe or is this based off of something completely different? No, I think it's totally original. It's totally worth a watch. Uh, I love Dev Patel. It feels like he kind of stays in this semi-indie vibe of anything that he does. Like, it feels like the last thing that he did, because wasn't he in Green Knight? Mm-hmm. I never saw that. I didn't either. I really want was to. It, yeah, I think I still want to see it. But I, it was so polarizing in terms of what people were saying about it. But it looks like Monkey Man kind of feels like a superhero movie. Um, it feels like John Wick to me in terms of much. like… Yeah, just like the brutal, hyper-stylized action movie that, yeah. that I think John Wick has reinvigorated. Well, I was I was he, just looking uh, up to see if because there's a there's a video game coming out um, uh, called Black Myth Wukong that is a fighting game yeah. that is also about somebody who is like uh, part monkey that I believe is based off of Chinese mythology and kind of it's the same thing that inspired because aren't there aren't there little like 
monkey fellas in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I think it's kind of inspired by similar things. And so I was looking mm, to see yeah. if this is the thing. Turns out uh, Dev Patel's movie is inspired by a deity in Hinduism, not the whatever the cool. Chinese mythology that inspired Black Myth Wukong. So turns out there's some there's some crossover monkey fella vibes. Everybody, everybody got monkeys. Everybody got monkeys. Maybe the, maybe the great monkey beyond all of us speaks to different people at different times. Dang. Could be. It's not the first time just, I've thought that. Just Donkey Kong smacking giant bongos, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, finally ready to become a religious figure. <laughs> <laughs> DK. Oh. Donkey Kong. Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele producing. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah. It is an original story and script uh, written with uh, those that wrote Master and Commander, which somebody told me I really need to see that. I still have not seen that. From, from many moons ago. Wow. But it looks great. Dev Patel was one of those rumored uh, guys that might be the next James Bond. And so everyone's like, he, he's not going to be the next James Bond, but he's going to be Monkey Man. But it's, he, it's kind of that vibe too. So I'm excited. Dude, I, I really like Dev Patel. And I feel like Dev Patel cannot, for the life of him, get in a movie that does well at the box office. Right. Mm. It's tough. But it's tough. Cool, Monkey so. Man. One of the five. Civil War. This is a movie we've talked about before. I have someone who is in this movie for Box Office Ball because I think it'll do well. It's terrifying. Um, It's going to be released April 12th. It'll be in IMAX as well, which never hurts if you're trying to get Box Office Ball money. Two and a half hours. Because we just paid up for Dune. I I paid to see Dune twice. And Jeez. Can I pay rent? Can I pay rent now? I don't know. It's close. No. Um, Civil War. Can is I tell you my like thoughts about Civil War? Tell me, Dot. Tell me, It feels cheap. It feels like such low-hanging fruit. It feels incredibly cheap, and I can't see it ending in any way other than feeling pretty trite. You know what I mean? Because, like, how do sure. you— I, I don't. I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to completely lack any nuance that— people would be expecting or hoping for from that particular movie at that particular, this particular point in time. And it just, it feels so like, like the, it's the drama movie equivalent of a Dane Cook joke where it's just there to shock you. Wow. It is, it is a movie about a modern U.S. Civil War directed by a Brit and written by a Brit, which you can tell if you watch the trailer and see what the division of the states are. It's like, I don't yeah. think so, right. yep. I don't think that's how it would yeah. go. Do you think he's I think do you think that he's gonna like reverse Boston Tea Party it and come in and like England saves the day? That and would it's be like hilarious. And he's like, You shouldn't fight each other. It's Just better propaganda. to be friends. That would be it. pretty funny. And it's still Jonathan Groff from Hamilton. <laughs> Megan Markle's in the movie. Um Alex Garland. So here's what's basically the roulette wheel of all this. The uh, what's the game when you just spin the the gun? Yeah, Russian roulette. Russian roulette. Russian roulette. Uh, because he's done Ex Machina with A24. He's done Annihilation, and then he's done Men, which Men is the single worst movie I've seen in the last decade because it was so uppity, and so it's just like, oh no. Oh no! Like Which version this could of him yeah, are we really? Getting? Yeah. What what iteration of him are we getting? So we'll see. I, I have no idea, but I think it's going to be. I mean, it's going to make 
the news, it's going to be like that Dune popcorn bucket that everyone's just going to be like, man, this is yeah. awful, but it's getting press. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Does anybody know, know if our theater has them? I want to avoid them. <laughs> I hope so. At this so point, steer I'm clear, down. You know? I'm down. Uh, next up, April 19th release. We've got two releases on this day. First, Guy Ritchie's The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Uh, this is to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, what the tortured poets department is to Dead Poets Society. Like they, yeah, they feel like the same. <laughs> like the same thing. <laughs> the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare can guarantee that this boy who like messes stuff up all the time and mixes names in his head will hardly ever call this the right thing unless he's reading it. But Henry Cavill is out there doing stuff, and I'm totally down for that. We yeah. we knew the moment that he started to jump into some other roles, especially when we went through our Mission Impossible series. I, I love him. I is love Charlie Hunnaman? Yeah. Um, no. I just feel like a movie called that has to have Charlie Hunnam in it. I know. I don't see him here. But it's got to have that great. one song by the Dropkick Murphys in it. That's oh, like the theme, the opening sure, credits of the dude. movie. Yep. <laughs> the Departed song. Based upon yep. recently declassified files of the British War Department and inspired by true events, action comedy that tells the story of the first ever special forces organization formed during World War II by Prime Minister Winston Churchill and a small group of military officials. Fun. I'm always down Who's for something Churchill? like that. Uh, let me go see. Dude, it's in Tom Cruise. Wow. No, I'm kidding. Who is playing Winston Churchill? Alan Richson is in everything. Yeah. These days. Yes, Do you know who that dude. is? Dude, he's everywhere. He's just I the like biggest him. boy that ever lived. He's like six he's foot eleven boy. or something. He's huge. <laughs> he's the next I think one he's up. quite that big. <laughs> he's seven and a half. People are time. asking. People are uh like he's a very popular fan casting for Batman in the DC, the new DC stuff with James Gunn. And I think that's the silliest thing in the world because it's like in Gotham City, there's this bat guy who is six foot seven, 250, 1% body fat, and he beats people up and he has real expensive stuff. I don't know who he is, but also Bruce Wayne is a billionaire who is six foot seven, 250 pounds, 1% <laughs> body fat, and doesn't really leave his house very much. I mean, you just described weird to me. Batman, though. Like, that is Batman. Anytime, in, 100%. Especially but in the comics, it's always like, it's always like Bruce Wayne is 0.05% body fat, six foot two, and he can punch through uh, corrugated steel. Who's Batman? I feel like the deni the plausible deniability of Bruce Wayne is completely out the window if Alan Richson is with playing every, him. With every and- inch you add to his height, it's harder and harder to yep. deny that Bruce yep. Wayne is Pat. <laughs> That's why our Pat was great. Because you're like, this yeah. dude? Uh, uh, this dude? The next Matt Reeves Batman is the next Batman I will be truly excited about. Um, yeah. But did you guys see the stuff that came out this week? The one of the concept art designers for Into the Spider Verse, like released a bunch of stills that he had previously prepped for a, a like he was pitching, and then it kind of got shelved and back backdoored or backburnered a Batman Beyond movie with that same art style. Wow, it looks fantastic. The, the ink lady from that art that was she was uh-huh. in the Batman Beyond TV show. 
Yep. She was a big deal for young Jordan, that ink lady. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Big, big day the first um, time I saw that episode. <laughs> looked at IMDb's cast list, and there is no mention of anybody playing Churchill. So it could be one of those Typical. things like how we got like Gary Oldman was president in Oppenheimer and nobody knew that yeah. he was in this movie kind of stuff. So we'll see. Maybe he'll just reprise. <laughs> uh, he'll just do it again. Uh, also releasing that day, very different vibe, but this would have been a different vibe up against any other movie. Uh, but we have Sasquatch Sunset. Yeah. It's a Baker Street film. It looks so Interesting. It's about a Sasquatch family living in the woods. Uh, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and people lost their minds. They thought it was just so like phenomenal. It's Jesse it's just Eisenberg, a Riley Keough. jerky commercial from what I understand. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's just playing pranks on Sasquatch. Hilarious, fascinating, peculiar, one-of-a-kind cinematic creation. That does not hold back. Somehow quite touching and endearing. Interesting. Said and mm. done. So there you go. Sasquatch Sunset. We'll see. That's, that's our fourth option there. And then finally, Challengers. That's the tennis movie with Zendaya. I'd like to talk about Challengers for just a second, if we can. Okay. When I saw the trailer for this movie... I had one of those moments where I was just like, movies are dead. <laughs> I love you, Zendaya. I think you're great. I don't blame you for this, but movies are dead. Movies are dead and challengers killed them. How, I mean, how is this a film? Why, why do you say that? I've, I I've just this. I've just never so been more bored during a trailer in my life. The I just Googled Challengers, and one of the suggested questions is, is Challengers based on a real story? And the <laughs> pull quote from an article on peoplemagazine.com, uh, while Challengers isn't based on a true story, the athleticism in the film is very oh much real. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. So interesting. So you played tennis with a camera? Interesting. The, no movie has ever looked more boring to me. It is all the... All the excitement of a biopic. Yes, thank you. And, and it's not even a biopic. It's not even a biopic. It's not like it just, <laughs> nothing has ever looked more boring to me than this. It's going to be two and a half hours long and it's going to be mostly talking and some tennis. And it's like this, and, I don't and care about this threesomes. even a little. I just feel like the pitch for the movie was just like, Tennis, sex. We cut from tennis. We cut back to sex. We cut back to tennis. Now that's a love triangle. And then the credits. <laughs> I'm right, excited thanks. for it. That's good, man. I'm glad what, you are. What, Carter, what makes you excited for it? Uh, this is the director of Call Me By Your Name. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. And it's not too different. It's like hot tutor, young boy trying to figure out what his sexuality is. What's he's doing with his life? A peach, huh? I, I, it doesn't matter. Like, it's like Bravo stuff to me. Like, I'm totally down to find out what is the drama of the dialectics of like three different people that all love each other. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I'm totally down for it. I think the tennis thing is silly. I think it's, I mean, it's very likely going to be about how ultimately the woman has the power and she's manipulating these guys. She doesn't necessarily love either of them, but she's, 
jaded because she was the one who was supposed to be the most popular and have the best career. And now it's just these men. Well, here we go again, men taking over and taking the limelight. And so she's going to take it into her own hands. And who knows, man, I love that kind of stuff. So I hope it's what I'm you excited described because that is not the vibe of the movie that I saw the trailer for. I think that's exactly what it'll be. I think uh, here's, here's something that's interesting to me. And it feels like there's so many different like measurables in a movie of like how much you trust it when you don't know anything about it. And for me, one of them is an actor. Like Zendaya is not picking things right now that are falling flat. And I don't think it's just because of who she is. And I don't even know if I would count Spider-Man. She just happened to be great for that role. Um, But it's like, man, she seems pretty smart about the decisions that she makes. And so we'll see. Everybody has a flop every now and then. But I think there's too many. Yeah, I I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope you're, I right. Hope we'll you're right. I just, the, yeah, I think the trailer it's just finished way more about had that thought of like, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's definitely different, but that's our fifth movie. So you'll have five. I mean, movies she that you was can the, vote. she was the voice of Lola Bunny in Space Jam: A New Legacy, so I do like trust her. <laughs> I would have tried to that up. I could have bet a hundred dollars that Doge was looking through her IMDb to find her most recent stinker so that he could make that joke. <laughs> should have. Should have bet a hundred dollars. Should have. Another Talk about opportunity, like, dude. Lola Bunny was someone for me. I get that. Monkey Man, <laughs> Civil War, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, Sasquatch Sunset, and Challengers. Good luck. Picking between five movies that are basically all the same. Um, (laughs) So to be clear, you guys are going to pick, you listeners, you get to vote in the poll to pick the movie that we go see as part of the movie club. Uh, If you support us on Patreon, you get to vote two times. And if you're in the $5 tier Patreon, you get to know where we're going to see this movie. And then for all of you, for all of the Monkey Man's beautiful children, we are going to be releasing this episode, uh, an episode about the movie that we go see for Two Chunks Movie Club right here on the main feed. So. Vote with that in mind. Vote with what you would like to hear us talk about in mind. And then ask yourself, would Texas secede from the union with Florida? Hmm. Maybe not. That's not the surprise. Maybe part. not. Let's go to shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. That's this. That's what this is. It's Shout Announcements. We need you to do us a favor. It's easy. Please. <laughs> takes no time at all. You can do it before Shout Announcements is done if you want to. Open up, preferably, the Apple Podcast app if you've got it. But anywhere works. Can I do the… What is, what, what is it, what yeah, is it was, called? I was done. It's the people who are… The people who are in charge of making the noises for a movie. Foley. 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 I'll Foley this for you. Start again, That's Jordan. great. I need you to do us a favor. I need you to open up your Apple Podcast app. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Or any other Whoa. app that lets you review podcasts. And uh, <laughs> give, us a little, give us a little tappy tap. Give us a little typey type even. And, Wait, uh, I think, let's see. Can we see if this comes through? I think I can do a good Apple keyboard sound. I've never tried this before. I think I could do it. Tell me if this comes through. It does. 
It does. I don't think Jordan, so. that's what it sounds like when you, when you type and you have the keyboard sounds on. It sounds like you're mm-hmm. trying to do ASMR. Did it work? Did you get shivers? Somewhere. Yeah. Review us. Rate and review us, please. It would mean the world. Uh, it's actually the best way to get the podcast in front of new people outside of just sharing it uh, yourself. Uh, ratings and reviews on uh, podcast aggregators are a great way to move us up in the rankings, to put us in front of new eyes, and to grow the Two Chunks family um, to make this podcast house a podcast home. Uh, please. Mm. Please. Sorry, please. Carter, I was having a little trouble understanding the scene you were setting, I think, with that phone. I got it. I think you will. I think you will. I got it. I knew Jordan. I knew Jordan got it. (sighs) Support us on Patreon, if you dare. If you're you're strong enough. If you, like the cool people from Challengers, are a strong enough athlete, support us on Patreon. If you're nasty. Uh, We got two. We got (laughs) support us on Patreon, if you're nasty. Uh, We've got two distinct tiers. Um, that you can choose left from. Eye, right the three, eye. Left eye, right eye. We've got uh, the $3 a month tier, which gives you access to, uh, you get to vote twi- twice in the Two Chunks Movie Club polls. Uh, you also get access to our bonus episode feed. Um, and if that's not enough for you, if you still want more from us, then you can support us at the $5 a month tier. You get both of those things, plus access to our patrons-only Discord. And the Two Chunks Movie Club. Mm. And the two chunks. Well, I already said you get the two chunks movie club. Everything and included in three ball. plus this other thing, and box office ball. That's true. It's a good deal. It's too much. It's too many things to honestly. List here. We're basically giving it away. Except we're not. We're gonna get upside. Pace. We're gonna get upside down in podcast pretty soon. We're in the red if we keep these in prices. A major way. <laughs> <laughs> Please help. Everything must go. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to play a quick Dune Part 2 themed game. Yeah. If that's okay here in the second half. Um, For those of you that haven't heard us play Extra Credit before, this is a game where we take a movie or we take a collection of movie, but we pick three actors or actresses. And IMDB has this strange algorithm that is not close to perfect. But we have uh, four credits. Anytime you look at an actor or actress, that'll show as soon as you click on them. Their top credits is what they would say. For these guys to win this game, all they need are nine points, meaning they just need to average three of those four credits per actor. Oh, is that actor. all we need? That's all That's you it. need. It's but you can easy. get 15 because if you get all four credits, you get an extra credit, which means you can get five points for one actor or actress. The day we get we 15, will use- quitting the podcast. That would be amazing. We will that would use release Dune us, Part I think, Two from our torment. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Christopher Walken, Leah Sado, Stellan Skarsgård, Anya Taylor Joy. Sneaky. Uh, lots of choices. Lots of choices. It's up to you. What three? Name for me these actors. Three. Who first? I feel very confident about, I think, two of Javier Bardem's. What are they? Beautiful and uh, No Country for Old Men. I think if I may add a third, I think that I, th- I do think that 
Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is going to be in there. Really? It's a big CGE franchise movie. It's bad. I don't think it would be there, but I'm happy to take a swing at it if that's what you'd like. And we can just go wait. Is the that fourth. the one? Wait, which is the one where Ian McShane plays Blackbeard? I stopped after three. I haven't seen any since the, since after three. There's there's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides and Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. I think Dead Men mm. Tell No Tales. <laughs> I think. <laughs> 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 that got me. I think. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> Especially with what you're saying, it's, it's taking your life from you. <laughs> I think. Let's put uh, let's put Javier in our back pocket. Yeah, that's somebody that I, we can get two, maybe three on, which is good. It's that's better than a lot of these folks. So where do you want to start? How do we? What do we think Tim's top four are? Well, let's not discuss it. Let's just go. If we feel like we can get we'll, Tim, uh, let's go. Okay. I don't know if I think we can get Tim. Timmy, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Javi, Javi Bardems, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Christopher Walken, Leah Sado, Stellan Skarsgård. Did you see Bill Skarsgård is going to be the crow? They're doing another crow? They're doing, they're doing, another they're doing crow. a crow again. Wow. Another crow. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Those Skarsgård boys stay working. Yeah. I seem to recall that one of the main draws of the first crow was actual martial arts. Uh-huh. Does he have that? They don't think pra- Billy they're can? Pra- they're practicing Skarsgarshal arts. Dude, it's in his blood. He's also in a new, like, basically Kill Bill-like movie where he's doing tons of fightings. Martial arts it's is in, in Bill Skarsgård's blood? The Skarsgårds? They can fight. I'm just saying they're fighters. Dude. Sure. I, I more just mean that like they're Vikings. Br- I feel like Brandon Lee, I would say martial yeah. arts is in his blood. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> say mar- martial arts. You know the Scars Guards, famous martial famous artists mar- turned actors. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna watch Bill Skarsgård's new movie and you're gonna believe me. I'm sure I will. All, I just it was honestly all of the crazy wire work and martial arts in the North Man that made me love it so much. Let's do Tim. Let's give Tim a swing. Timothy. Timothy. Dune. Are y'all to fail? <laughs> Dune, lock it in. my command. Dune, lock it in. Bong bong. Yeah, I honestly thought that. Because it's this game. <laughs> uh, is he in Call Me By Your Name? Is he the other guy in Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. But we should guess Little Women. Okay. Little Women. Okay, Call Me By Let's do… Which one do you want to think we should guess? Do you think we should do both of them? Um… I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name yet. I have seen Little Women, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, but that doesn't typically translate to much in this game. We're going to end up guessing both of these, yeah. so let's just pick one to do. Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By lock Your Name. In. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number one. This is Little the women, uh, director, director of Challengers. New movie coming out. 
Your new favorite. Do you locked in another one just now? Little Women. Lock it in. Little Women. Blong Blong. Do you think it's do you think it's Wonka colon the true story of how Willie got his Wonka? I hope not. Ladybird, perhaps. Yeah, probably Ladybird. Let's go, Ladybird. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number two. Number one, call me by your name. Number two, Ladybird. Number three, beautiful boy. Yes. Yeah, Steve Carell. Number four, how Willie got his Wonka. That's crazy that it's already in it's his top four. It's crazy that it's already in his Dune top. Dune isn't. You know Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, Paul Trades. No, uh, Wonka, Willy Wonka. <laughs> Wonka. Uh, could we get Flo Flopu? Ooh. She has the same birthday as I my honestly. Wife. That's fun. I honestly don't think so. I mean, we did. But get I, we him, can give it a so. shot. Yeah, let's give Florence Pugh a shot. Give Florence Pugh a shot. Midsummer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Midsummer, lock, lock it in. in. Bong bong. That is in sanity. It's gonna be Black Widow. Sure, man. Yeah, why not? Black Widow, lock it in. Black Widow, lock it in. Bong bong. Yeah, good. Thank. Honestly, that one's good. I'm glad that that's not there. Little Women. Yeah. Lock it in. Small Gales. Lock it in. I forgot they, her and Tim have worked together before. Bong Bong. Mm -hmm. Excellent. 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 <laughs> Excellent. So good. So good. Dude. Yes. <laughs> don't worry, darling. Uh, don't worry, darling. Watch. Watch this. Don't Lock worry, darling. Lock it in. Bong Bong. <clears throat> Number one. Yeah. The Falling. Number two, Marcella. Wow. Number three, Lady Macbeth. Number four, The Commuter. The Commuter, 2018, Liam Neeson. What? I've never heard the of most any of those Is there movies. any chance you pulled up the wrong IMDb page? No, dude. You know I, I checked many times. I cannot believe. How did you spell Florence? <laughs> F L O W R I N S E. Flow rinse. Flow rinse. <laughs> Javier so, Bardem. Okay. Javi. Javi Bardi. We can't win no matter what, so it doesn't matter. No country for old men. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number two. You have three points. Beautiful. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Number four. You have four points. Dead men tell no tales. Sure. Lock it in. Let's do it. Lock it in. Bong, bong. Skyfall. Uh, yeah. Skyfall. Lock it in. Yeah. Skyfall. That's a good bing, one. Bing, 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 Number one. Wild. Skyfall. No country for old men. That's pretty the crazy. That's number one for him. And beautiful. What was you the third one? The sea inside. I even, never even heard of that. He plays Ramon not, I don't even think that's San Pedro. Real. I don't think that's probably real. Five points. So 
one of your worst ones. <laughs> all time, all time, one of the worst. I don't think we've. It's been a long time since we've full o for four right? somebody. Pews was whoa. Florence wild. Pews is crazy. That is a a wild top four. Unbelievable. Midsummer is the only one I felt like for sure a hundred percent would be there. Yeah, it wasn't so. Absolutely. That's it. That's extra credit. Jordan, you had something you wanted to talk about? Uh, an experience, really, yeah. the two of you shared uh, just last night. Yeah, Doge and I have uh, with our wives uh, season tickets to um, Dallas summer musicals, uh, which go all year long, not just the summer. So you know, maybe change the name. Actually, I think they have changed the name now that I think about it's it. called Broadway Dallas now. Yeah. Uh, but we have Fridays. It's not uh, only on Fridays. You know, that's true. Uh, but so. we have uh, we have season tickets, so we go see quite a few of the uh, shows that come through. And last night we saw uh, Beetlejuice, the musical, and uh, I'd heard good things. I was excited to see it already, but I left that experience just completely enamored with that show. Uh, oh wow, awesome! It's dude, fantastic. It is. It's so weird because I wouldn't say that the like I couldn't hum a single tune from the show outside of uh, daylight come and me want to go home. That's all I know. Um, Cause it's from the movie, but outside of that, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't hum a, a line from the musical. I don't feel like anybody's the, the singers were great, but I don't feel like it was like standout vocal performances necessarily. Um, they were fantastic, but it's not what I'm remembering. What I'm remembering is that I laughed for two and a half straight hours, basically. It was like yeah. genuinely a comedy show carried, I would say, uh, mostly by the actor that played the titular Beetlejuice. Yeah, um, it was fantastic. And it it's just like, it was kind of slapsticky. It was... Um, like pop culture referency, but not in a pandering way. Um, and just the guy that played Beetlejuice in our showing last night was just note perfect, um, like voices and uh, physical comedy and his timing on his jokes were excellent. And there were tons of times where like he was kind of interacting with us as the audience and letting us laugh and then like kind of hamming it up for a joke to let us laugh even longer. Um, But even down to like the set design and the onstage projections and the lights, like it was just so tight. The show, I can't imagine the stress of programming that show and how much goes into like making sure that cues are hit. I mean, there were, there were things like, stuff he would do that was like magic, like Beetlejuice, where fire would appear at different spots on the stage when he would snap his fingers. And um, at oh, one point, awesome. he he clones himself because he's lonely and he wants people to dance with. And so there's like 15 Beetlejuices on stage and they're so perfectly synchronized and it it really looks like he is controlling what they do. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I was in awe Mostly of just like the dedication to make sure everything went off without a hitch. But on top of that, just the humor present for the guy that played Beetlejuice was phenomenal. And I I can't, Callie and I were talking about this last night. I can't imagine that the bar is much higher for the like actual Broadway version of playing Beetlejuice. Yeah, versus the traveling. I just feel like for him specifically, 
it can't really get much better. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Genuinely, I don't know how long it's in town for. I think this is the first week. If there's available tickets when you listen to this, just look and see if you can go because it is worth it. It is uh, so much fun. Yeah, more than worth the price of admission for sure. I I was skeptical, I think, of it. Sure. At least conceptually because like, I I don't know, sometimes these that it's like, here's a movie you loved in the 80s and now it's a musical can feel a little cash grabby, but Beetlejuice worked really well for that. It got me thinking of like, I don't know, I was trying to think of what other kind of like pop culture property would be interesting to see a stage adaptation of. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that might be an interesting thing for us to talk about. Sure. I don't know if you guys have any locked and loaded. I can go first. Yeah. So you guys have time to think of that. I think that a, uh, in the style of the Beetlejuice musical, where it's like extremely reliant on like the AV tech and that kind of stuff, I think a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy musical, the first novel, would be the most fun in the world, mostly because I think Zephod Beeblebrox would be a ton of fun on stage. But I think the whole thing would be super duper fun and could, uh, I think it could transition, like it could carry that kind of energy of the the um, modern comedy musical, I think really well. For sure. My my immediate first thought was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. I just feel like- That'd be a lot of fun. Having Having an anchor character who is like, 98% of the personality is what made yeah. Beetlejuice and, so interesting. Yeah. And especially with Ferris in the movie, Ferris being aware of the audience and breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. You could do some fun stuff with the car. You could do a fun set piece with the car. And uh-huh. you could have a lot of fun with obviously the parade in downtown Chicago, the Donka Shane scene. Yeah. All that stuff could be a total blast. Yeah. The like pre-start when they try and get your attention. Usually there's creative ways to do that when you're at a Broadway show for people to get like mm-hmm. pumped up and stuff. I can just imagine like lights dimming and it's just chicka chicka. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Comes. Yeah. That's fun. The Beetlejuice version of that was a big neon like marquee sign that just said Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice and had a big arrow pointing to the stage. And fun. It basically, the vibe of the show is basically that Beetlejuice was secretly kind of hosting a variety show for us and telling us the story of what was going on in the house um, at the beginning. And is it, it goes the story the of the 1988 movie? Like, is it? Yes, yes. and no. It, most, okay. yes, it mostly I mean, yeah. is. Okay. There's some added stuff. The actual the stage production is double the length, basically, of the movie. <laughs> sure. So they had to add some yeah, stuff. Yeah, the movie in, was like 90 minutes long. Yeah, it's a quick one. Which... I'm really excited for Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That's 100% happening. And so uh, the sequel to yeah. Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton and all. Couldn't do it without him. Um, no, you couldn't. Wow. First thing I thought about, and I'm just going to make it work, is we're going to have a rock opera of a complete retelling of the 1987 hit, The Running Man, which was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. In which, in a dystopian America, this policeman is falsely convicted and gets a shot at freedom by being forced to participate in a TV game show where, like, convicts and uh, other people are like, it's like Hunger Games type stuff. I think it's so bizarre. I think if I heard that there was going to be a musical based on The Running Man, 
I'm like, this is going to flop or it's going to be awesome. Either way, I want to be there. Yeah. And so I think if there's a way that they can pull that off, what an absolute blast. I grew up on that kind of stuff. I love those campy, yeah, like high stakes, quote unquote, like ridiculous. It's like they, Hollywood was figuring out what to do with muscles. We've, we talked about this in our Dad or Day Afternoon series. That yeah. It's like, what do we do with muscles? How do These we do guys, this? The, the guys got so big and strong now. What do we do? Yeah. How do we do this? Can they it have feel heart? Like, yeah, but not so much. Let's not do that. It felt like the petroleum lobby reached out to Hollywood in the 1980s <laughs> and was like, we've got so much grease and we don't know what to do with it. Do you guys want yes. it? We'll fund your movies. And they were like, uh, yeah, we can probably figure out something to do with it. We found some <laughs> strong guys. What if, we just, guys? What if we just lather these boys up? And they did. Yeah. Lather, <laughs> obviously, did. the toughest thing about that is like, how do you not have Arnold? Do you have somebody act like Arnold? I don't know. That's right. too hard. Do you have somebody do an Arnold impression? It's also yeah. like, yeah. Because it's not someone trying to be Beetlejuice. Because Beetlejuice is its own character. Arnold was yeah. always Arnold. That, right. That is the other thing I would say. I did not feel like this was a Michael Keaton impression. I felt like this was like Beetlejuice yeah. is a character that I'm doing now, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I appreciate when it's just Man. like, nope, it's its own thing. What a wonderful revisit for Michael Keaton. I was looking at his credits. Mr. Mom is really the only thing that would even be like familiar to half of the people listening to this podcast, but that was the only thing he really had done of any kind of note before Beetlejuice. Tim Burton just plucks this dude out and makes Beetlejuice. I remember that there was a cartoon for Beetlejuice, and I just thought that Beetlejuice was like— yeah, and it just came out of Tim Burton's head, and he throws that together. But everybody's back. Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and then we add Jenna Ortega, who's playing Winona Ryder's daughter. Uh, Fun. So excited for this. Is my- I didn't realize Beetlejuice was the year before Batman. He hadn't even Isn't been that Batman crazy? yet. That's crazy. Just back to talk about like some breath. Yeah, like, for grief, real. Dude. Jeez, 88, 89 is a good time to be Michael Keaton. Yes. Jeez. I was looking to see multiplicity is after all of this. I was looking to see when that one was. That's 1996. That was the other Michael Keaton movie I saw as like a young man. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, I do too. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you liked Old Beagle Deuce. It was great. It really was uh, a blast. for real. For real, if you have availability, it is a hundred percent more than worth the price of admission. It's fantastic. We're up in the nosebleeds, and it was still I'm fun. Thinking so maybe even March first, dude. I got nothing going on. <laughs> you know, nothing going go on March first. Uh, <laughs> go see Beagle Deuce. Go see Beagle Deuce, dude. Anyway, that's a uh, that's a uh, that's our show. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. Obviously, jump on Patreon, do all that stuff. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name. And uh, you've heard of Desert Island, uh, like movies and TV shows and books. Uh, I'd like for you to sit, uh, give me your name and tell me your Desert Planet movie. Uh, if you had to go be stranded on Arrakis with only one movie to watch, um, what movie would that be and why? Also, while we're deliberating in our own minds what this movie might be, 
I have a challenge for our listeners. If you have someone in your life that you feel like they flex all the time, all they know about movies, like, wow, the cineheads out there that are just like, challenge me with anything. Give them Florence Pugh's known for on IMDb. Let's just see what happens. Make them play a single single actor extra credit with. Say, hey, all you got to do is get one one. point. Uh, For Two Junks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan. And I think I'm going to go. I haven't seen this movie in a long, long time. So maybe that's part of it. I would just be willing to watch it because I haven't seen it in forever. But I feel like I can watch it over and over again and still find it funny, which is important when uh, your surroundings are as desolate as the planet of Arrakis. So my desert planet movie will be Hot Rod. Ooh. I think comedy is the way to go. I think so too. Comedy has to be the way to go. I think so too. I'm Doge. Maybe just because it's on the brain. I really think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one I wouldn't get tired of. I think I would watch it over and over and over again. I did spend a little bit of time trying to find any movies with snake charmers in them. There's none Mm. really there, but I thought maybe I could try to charm a a sandworm with the snake charmer skills Mm. I learned from my snake charmer movie. Mm. But I guess I'll just go with Ferris Bueller. I'm pretty sure That's fine. uh, in Master of Disguise, Dana Carvey plays a snake charmer character for like 10 seconds. It's pretty horribly offensive, I think, when he does it. So I haven't I, seen oh, it in a long think, time, but I doubt it's respectful. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I would want the worms to bad. think I was not a very like inclusive person or didn't care about different cultural experience. I want the worms to respect me more than fear me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm Carter and Schindler's List. No. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take, because I've never seen it. Um. And I figured, why not? So now I'll see only. I got time. I finally have time. (laughs) Uh, The Birdcage. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that in years. And I really hope that it holds up because it's been a long time. But man, boy, howdy. Mm -hmm. I used to love that movie. I used to love that movie. Yeah. It's great. None of us brought Dune 1. We probably should have just brought Dune 1. Can you imagine that being the only thing you can watch for the rest? That would be so exhausting. For real. If you could get there before the um, the timeline of Dune 1, you could probably stop a lot of atrocity. Mm. It's like early edition. I got tomorrow's newspaper. To- I got tomorrow's Dune paper today. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who that's for. I don't know who knows what early edition is who's also listening to our podcast. Mostly just you probably. You will yeah. when you edit it and stuff. And you're going to laugh. Yeah, I'll, like, that's for me. Doge. Hey, Doge, that one's for you, buddy. Doge, you Just clever dog. Stick it in there. Episode's almost over. You're about to be able to upload it. Thanks for coming. That's how that's you get how clicks. Get clicks.